sisters meet. I am so glad that y'all came to sit with me today. Today, I have my little sister with me. Y'all, when we are together, there is no form or fashion. We don't have to have royal protocol. And today, it'll be no different. (laughs) I do need to make y'all aware that she is an English teacher and she might be secretly correcting our subject and verb agreement. (laughs) She's a grammarian. Anyway, anywho, y'all. Kat, say hey to the people. Hey, my good people. <laughs> and y'all, I'm Kat's big sister by five plus years. I always have to put that plus years in there because, you know, it's oh almost like six years apart. <laughs> but Kat, she's the one that carries the wisdom of old. Kat came into the world a senior citizen. <laughs> <laughs> Kat, what was your nickname in high school? Granny. Still Okay. Is. Now, see, even Kat's friends call her wisdom. So today, I just wanted to have a little chit-chat with my little sister, and I want y'all to see just how wonderful she is and just how wise she is. You know, and I wanted to talk about some things in particular, but I just want to stop and say this. So today, we just got some news, and my daughter and I, we were having a heart-to-heart conversation about the news, and, you know, I'm trying to be mama. Do y'all know what my daughter did? Instead of having a conversation with me, y'all know who she decides she gonna text. She just she decides she gonna text my sister Kathy. I feel some kind of way about that. <laughs> I really do. But y'all, honestly, I don't because I know that Cass gonna give uh, Trinity um, what's right. She's gonna tell her the truth. And nine times out of ten, I'm gonna say ten out of ten, she's gonna give her the same thing that I would have given her. So I trust her with my child. So anyway. <laughs> So, Kat, I just wanted today, you know, I was thinking about just life and the different things that we've gone through. It's almost a year anniversary of our father's passing. And one of the things that has been on my heart is just the whole idea of regrets and forgiveness. You know, I think about how sometimes in families, people are mad for no reason. (laughs) And then something happens and then you are full of regret. That's just not something I care to ever ever, ever have to go to bed with, knowing that I did not do something or I did not, you know, take a step into making sure that life was better for someone else and even life was better for myself. And so for a moment, we can just talk about regrets and uh, unforgiveness and forgiveness and all that kind of stuff. And I'll start off and just say that one of my biggest regrets in life is not being honest. And that might seem like not being honest. Are you a liar? No, (laughs) I'm just not honest to the point where I always want to consider people's feelings. And what I have learned is that when I, I am not honest with people and I try to say things to make them feel good, I end up hurting myself. I don't know if you've ever dealt with anything like that, but as I've become older, as I'm aging, I'm starting to be a little bit more honest because of the weight that I'm carrying 
when I realize that I have not told the truth as it relates to what I want, what I like, what feels good and what does not. Do you have any regrets? Are there any areas of your life that you feel that, you know, you could fix because of regrets or unforgiveness, or perhaps, you know, of an instance where this has not been good, you know, holding the unforgiveness. Oh yeah. Um, I think for me before I, before I became married and before I became a parent, I used to just pop off and say whatever, because that's, I felt that I had that right. Um, and nobody Mm. could tell me about anything. And when I got married, I became, I instantly became a parent, but then four months later, I became somebody that was about to birth people into the world. And how I looked at honesty changed completely. Like I realized I couldn't say everything that I wanted to say because somebody was going to say something to my children. Mm. And as Mm. far as regretting how I said things in the past. Yeah. Cause I also, the more I live, the more I start to realize that, Oh, I thought that I was saying that because that person needed it. (laughs) And the older I get and the more I walk in this, this wife role and walk in this mother role, it's like, wait a minute, be mindful of the words that you're letting come up out of your mouth. So my regret has been my delivery. And it's not mm. always the words, it's it's my delivery. So now I'm a little more deliberate deliberate about how I place my words. Because yeah. I still want the message to be whole to whoever has to receive it. It's mm-hmm. just I don't want it to be a deep cut. Cause also I've been a person who's been deeply cut by somebody else's words. And yeah. I've just had to, you know, move on and you know, pull up my big girl pants. But do we have to give people that opportunity? Mm. I think you think about, you know, how growing up we had to read Proverbs all the time because our mom told us that there were 31 books um, in the book of uh, Proverbs. There were 31 chapters, I'm sorry, in the book of Proverbs. And there was a chapter for every day. And one of the things that or one of the scriptures that resonates with me as we're talking about this is how a soft answer turns away wrath. And I will say that sometimes it hasn't felt good to be the one with the soft answer because (laughs) a lot of times it makes you feel a certain way when you can't get back at them or Mm -hmm. when you can't get your lick back. I'm reminded of a time when I was at work and I was so misunderstood. You know, I have a heart for children and sometimes regardless of what adults do, I'm going to always side with the children. And I'll never forget someone just misjudged me and it was so ugly. It was very unprofessional what they did. And I had to stand there and bite it. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, I was more hurt because I couldn't get my lick back Mm -hmm. because I felt like, okay, God, you know, um, she said this to me. I ain't no punk. I'm new, new from, you know, South Memphis, Frazier. I should be able to say this back to her. but. I was arrested and I couldn't say anything back to her, even though I really wanted to get in her tail because I was like, I got some stuff I could say. Mm -hmm. But you know what I realized is that because I chose to do the right thing, this person apologized to me the next day. They came to me and what I realized is that had I popped off the way I felt like I deserved to pop off, 
that apology never would have come. Because one thing I say to my own personal children is let a fool argue by himself. Sometimes yeah. if we're quiet, people can hear themselves. But if we're constantly going back and forth, they're not going to major or listen to what they what it is that they are saying. They're listening to you. So people can hear themselves if sometimes we're just quiet, mm-hmm. you know. And I guess also when I say that, you know, um, even the other, another scripture, uh, word spoken in season, it's just a time for saying things because I did get the opportunity to say some things that I wanted to say the next day when that person apologized. And I think that because I wrapped it up and, and packaged it up the way it was supposed to, and it was the right time she received it. So, you know, that's an area I too have <laughs> struggled with. And I think that's also because of how we were brought up and whose yeah. household we were brought up in. You know, you just want to get that lick back. <laughs> and I think that goes along with me when I say sometimes I regret that. But in that sense, I guess God is showing me, honey, that's not something to regret. I'm going to make this and I'm going to fix it. You know how he says yeah. that your enemy will be your footstool. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. uh-huh. And, and this, it really did elevate me in some people's eyes because I chose not to say something. And my flesh was pretty much thinking, oh, they going to think you're a punk because you're letting this girl say this. But in turn, uh, I would say what happened was I was really elevated in some people's eyesight. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, go on, I I'm sorry. Think about what you're, you're saying, how in the midst of you wanting to get your lick back, you had all these thoughts going through your head. And mm-hmm. these thoughts could have destroyed that time where that person could actually operate in forgiveness. So mm-hmm. what we have to understand is, If we stop and we take a moment to think, should I do this? Should I not do this? We're also allowing an opportunity for somebody else to, for lack of better words, be ministered to. And they not know that they're about to get whatever delivery that they need. Um, Mm. Because the thing is, we can be so selfish in our conversations. And you are right. When we're talking to people and it, it turns into an argument. We don't allow that person to be able to say what he or she feels like need to be said or even what they think they need to be need to say. And in the midst of that, you're like, you step back. OK, you needed to get that out for a reason. Yeah. Now, in my silence, the the Holy Spirit is speaking to me and the right thing that you need to be able to address that thought that turned into words is it's going to be you're going to get what you need. So it's all of this, the, it's the, the selfless act in communication. Real communication is selfless. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times we just want to be heard and that's not yeah. selfless. <laughs> that's selfish. Right. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> that's right. selfish. And I think a lot of it, whether we realize it or not, when we, when I go, I want to go back to the, the whole idea of regret mm-hmm. is when we, um, when those things happen a lot of times because we want to get our leak back or we want to be mm-hmm. heard or seen in a certain light because sometimes if you're not wise and if you don't allow um, Holy Spirit to speak to you um, and tell you, you know, sit down and be quiet <laughs> for mm-hmm. the moment or flesh sit down for the moment, you can become very angry yeah. and that anger um, because you didn't get your lick back, you didn't get to say something to this person, and you or you may feel like I'm gonna be honest with you, I felt and sometimes I've been sucker punched mm-hmm. by people. And um I think when I felt that way because I couldn't get my lick back, it morphed into unforgiveness. Ah. 
And it morphed into unforgiveness, but the unforgiveness did not hurt those people. It hurt me. And when I say it hurt me, it's because I was consumed with the fact that I didn't get my lick back Mm -hmm. or that they talked to me like I was the scum of the earth or, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't let them say uh, or I let them say something that wasn't truthful to me and I didn't respond. Mm-hmm. And so when I go back to talking about regret, I think in my in my whole life and summing up who I am, I think my regret is that sometimes I don't speak up when I should, when the opportunity for me to speak and when the season mm-hmm. is right, sometimes yeah. I don't say anything. And, that's- and in and, and am I not saying anything? Because there is a time to say things. Right. It's not all yeah. the time are yeah. you to be quiet. You're not supposed to let mm-hmm. people walk over you. And I think in my wanting to be humble or to be seen as good Mm -hmm. I have shut up sometimes and you say a very you make a very good point and you said that when I want to be seen as good Mm. and you know it's it's an old little adage that people say the road to hell is paved with good intentions so you're intending to appear a certain type of way but you're doing damage Mm. And you're wanting to be seen by people. And it's like, well, that turns into being a people pleaser. So why are you trying to appease that person by showcasing yourself a certain type of way? That ain't how God wants this to work out. And we have to get to the point where we understand every action that we commit. It's all supposed to turn back to God. Mm-hmm. And it's very mm-hmm. practical, but we don't want to operate in practicality because it's practicality means I got to be selfless. What you mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to do that. I want people to see who I am. I want people to know that I'm nobody to be played with. Well, right. <laughs> if we turn this around, you are somebody to be played with because you just played yourself. Oh, oh, yeah. And that's an area that I struggle with throughout my life. And, you know, I try to analyze my own self a lot of times because I believe that mm-hmm. if I judge myself, I don't have to be judged as much. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I've i always been one that wanted people to see the good in me, which is not a good thing because if I'm doing things as unto the glory of the Lord, it doesn't really matter. But if I'm doing it as unto the glory of the Lord, the people will see the good. So I don't have yeah. to force people seeing the good. That's something that I have you know, been working on. It's like, why are you doing this? Why are you helping them? Why are you bending over backwards to do something? This is not, they're not even good ground. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing that? You know, is God going to get the glory out of you helping them? You know, uh, will they even see you or will they just see your hand or will they just see what you're doing? And so in my life, I have overdone it. Mm-hmm. And exerted myself into mm-hmm. different spaces because I wanted those people to say, hey, you're good. Mm-hmm. Or we like you. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, she's wonderful. Why? Because I don't really see myself as a person with low self-esteem at all. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident in Nunu. But there has just been certain groups mm-hmm. that, or I, I don't even say groups because it's been just one main group that I have really try my best to be accepted into Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be honest and say when I decided that all is well (laughs) because that's how I end a lot of uh, (laughs) text messages all is well when I really realized when that became a truth for me that's when I stopped 
pouring myself into them or into this group. That is so key when you talk about stuff becoming true to you. Like we have to be able to receive truth for ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And regret basically masks that if we mm-hmm. think about the whole purpose behind or the root behind why we want to get back at somebody, you're 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 concealing the truth that's rightfully yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I and that's what I'm saying. I had to get to a point where if they never say sorry, I'm mm-hmm. okay. And I even thought about this, that if you have to forgive someone for something, that implies that they did you wrong. Mm-hmm. You don't have to forgive people that haven't done anything wrong. When my perspective changed and I start to see life that way, mm-hmm. I was okay. Because mm-hmm. I promise you, now that when condescending marks are, remarks are made, mm-hmm. I'm not really as phased because I'm thinking to myself, what is it in you that caused <laughs> you to say those things yeah. to me? Yeah. Yeah. It, and so my truth now is that I am who I am. I am good if you never include me. And so I don't have to have that regret of not being honest. When I say that, I'm honest with myself first. And there are days when I want to be apart, but then mm-hmm. I have to sit back and say, why do you want to be apart? And why? Oh, yeah, that <laughs> that's the beauty of asking ourselves the questions we need to ask ourselves. Like we're so quick to ask other people questions, but we're living this life. Like yeah. you can't live your life for me. I have to live my life for me. I can't live my life for you. And when I start asking myself, well, why do you feel that way, Catherine? Like, what's the reason behind you feeling that way? And then when I ask myself that question, all these things start to come come before me. And it's like, oh, so I need to address that. Oh, I feel this type of way. Oh, uh, it's a lot. I just say, oh, to myself a whole lot. Because <laughs> then I'm like, oh, crap, that's something I should have corrected. But um, it's a it's a beautiful thing of reflection when we can turn it back around on us and ask ourselves, okay, so what's right. your reason behind believing that, thinking that? Really mm-hmm. thinking that because a lot of a lot of how we live and uh, and regret and all of that good stuff and even unforgiveness is all wrapped up into our thinking. Yeah, yeah, and I think about it. I'll say this: one of the areas where I've struggled is that I always wanted to be able to tell my side. <laughs> I always <laughs> wanted to give my perspective because mm-hmm. I feel like I should be considered. No one is telling my side or no one is saying how I feel or being considered of how I feel. Mm-hmm. But again, learning not to operate in this space of pick me, pick me, see me, see me, see me mm-hmm. is an area that I had to get strong in where I had to see myself because here, if I value who I am and I value mm-hmm. my giftings, I'm not going to just put myself in them spaces because I know that ground is not good enough to hold me. Right. And on top of that is uh, is this this book I'm reading is all about the thought life. And when we for me, as I'm reading it and I'm thinking about, well, why couldn't why won't they see it that type of way? Why won't they see my perspective? And it's like 
Well, the one individual that can make sure your perspective is visible to everybody who needs to see it is God. And Mm. as long as I'm jumping in the way saying, let me zing them here, let me zing them there, I'm closing God's hand to show people that he's the one that's going to make this all right in the midst of all the wrong. So it's if for those that are believers in Christianity out there, there are things that we have to stop doing so that we can see the move of God in our in our lives. And for those that are not believers, there are still principles that you could operate in and you still be valued in people's eyes. You don't have to do all the work. That's not the way God set this thing up. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I just think, you know, it's human Mm -hmm. to want to be a part because when I think about how God really created us as humans, we are to be connected. It's just, you got to, it's like a puzzle almost like, but you got to find where you fit. Yeah. Because if you force yourself, it's just not going to fit. It's not going to go. It's going to be lopsided. It's going to be lumped. It's just knowing where you fit. You know how people mm-hmm. say, get in where you fit in, you know, mm-hmm. where you fit, not. And then another thing, you just have to really look at, um, what you're presenting, what you're giving off to people. Because sometimes I've learned that people will misuse you if you allow that, Mm -hmm. if you allow. And that's why I say some of my regret comes from, because if I didn't want to do some, something, um, I still did it, (laughs) you know, or if I didn't like something, I went along with it or something didn't feel good to me. I went along with it because I thought that that was one of the ways that you kept peace. And I remember sitting in a session and I remember the clinician saying to me, you think that by not saying things that you're keeping peace with people, but you're disrupting your peace. And that was so profound to me because I was thinking, you know what? You're not even considering yourself. So Mm -hmm. how do you expect them to consider you if you don't consider yourself? If you don't think about yourself, you know how folks say you treat people how, you know, to treat you. There mm-hmm. is some truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that because if people know you will put up with things, oh yeah, they're going to try you. Yeah, They'll try you because that's just humans. and mean that there are horrible, bad people. It's just the nature of being human. And the nature of teaching people how to treat you, love you, respect you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the truth when I think about respecting, you know, you know, um, we have to teach people how to respect us, but, but we have to start off first by respecting ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I heard you mentioned about children. That's another thing, because if we allow our children to see us being mistreated, then they'll start having some ideas and some thoughts and they may adopt those things, you know, because they're watching us. You know, we can say one thing. We can say confessions and empowerment um, statements all day long, but they are looking at us. And sometimes they're looking at us with disgust Yeah, because they cannot believe that you are allowing that. And that was, I believe, one of the biggest wake up calls for me mm-hmm. is that I do have a teenage daughter who is watching. And after coming home on some occasions, she pretty much was like, mama, why? <laughs> and boy, did that dig into my flesh. Because again, I'm coming across as, yeah, I'm this, I'm that, is what I'm saying to her. At least it's what I think I'm coming across as. 
But now mm-hmm. she sees the real me when I come home and I'm wounded and I'm empty because I have inserted myself in a space that I didn't belong in, mm. you know? Yeah. But I think that when we realize that we don't have to have regrets, especially when we consider ourselves and we consider situations and we think about the ground and the season in which we are a part of at that time, sometimes we won't have to have those regrets. And I think it's important because it can turn into unforgiveness, which is like a cancer. And I promise you, I have learned that unforgiveness itself eats away at the person who is not forgiven. And we don't have to focus on the fact that they're not sorry because the very idea, the whole idea that centers around forgiveness is that somebody did something to you. So I don't have to worry about somebody not ever saying sorry to me because if I have to forgive them, that means that that was something that that I was wrong. Well, (laughs) I just want to know if my little sister has some parting words because we're getting ready to leave. So, Kathy, if you will, will you give my friends some parting words before we leave today? Um, listen to yourselves. Like, listen to that still voice that's on the inside of you, that still voice that's crying out, saying, you know, well, why is this person not hearing what I have to say? Or um, why do I feel this way? Give yourself an opportunity to sit down and listen to yourselves um, and turn Turn, turn, turn down the noise from the world. Give yourself an opportunity to, to heal yourself, an opportunity to not have to always be in regret. You deserve that time to be to walk in forgiveness, to forgive yourself, whether somebody forgives you or not. You deserve to forgive yourself. Mm, that's good. That's good. Well, y'all, it's time for us to get ready to go. But you know what? Y'all can always reach me at thegathering555 at gmail.com. Again, at thegathering555 at gmail.com. Hey, I look forward to seeing y'all again next week. Same time, same place. See y'all later. Bye.